pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Pledger, Jack Thompson, the Saturday morning hangover. Well, good Saturday morning. Welcome into the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM. We're also on ESPNSA.com. I'm James Pledger. I am joined by Jack Thompson and Katie Goodman, but I buried the lead. They let us out of the box, guys. We are out in the wild. You can come see us out at House of Cards and Collectibles, 2105 Vance Jackson Road. We are going to be here until 11 o'clock. They are open all day long for their spring celebration. Come out and join us, 2105 Vance Jackson Road. They have so much here. Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, booster packs. Uh, I saw Jordan cards. I've seen Manu autographs. They got Funko Pops. The last time I was here, I got this awesome, which I am wearing today, Will Smith Bel Air Academy Fresh Prince of Bel Air uh, jersey. And it is fire. It's yeah. popping, man. It's bright <laughs> yellow. Yeah. That was the last time I was here. I got me uh, this. There is tons of stuff within House of Cards and Collectibles. And for their spring celebration, so much going on. They are raffling off a 40-inch TV, $2 per raffle ticket. Enter as many times as you want. Walk away with a 40-inch TV at the end of the day. Nothing wrong with that. And also benefit of today if you come in you can reserve your booster or trainer boxes for the new pokemon release of the scarlet and violet which will be available here on tuesday the 28th but you can come in today and reserve for those packs when they come in that's 2105 vance jackson road guys what's happening this saturday oh man all I'm kinds of things you know, we're, we're, here. Bus? Yeah. we're here yeah we're here we made it Surrounded by really awesome gear. Actually, I actually have that TV that's going on for the raffle, and it's great. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I've it's got one of those uh, smart TVs uh, because for some reason, and I don't know why, but the the line in to my apartment like just bleeped out one day. Oh, no. Like, so I found out that you can stream and save on like purchasing the box for a cable box so you save the money on the box and you could just stream it through a smart tv via the spectrum app actually saved my life (laughs) yeah big big help for sure yeah oh man i had such a good time yesterday and i was off yesterday took the day had a buddy come in town i ended up out at uh taylor tomlinson out the majestic Oh my gosh, she's my favorite. It was 
absolutely incredible. The Majestic is one of my favorite venues, by the way. Oh, yes. Like, so. I, we were second row. We were down nice. on the stage. That's it was awesome. dope. Yeah. Buddy bought me an early birthday present. So we went out that night, and then we went to wa- finish watching the games at the Rupa because we started on the Riverwalk. So I went to Cafe Ole. Mm-hmm. We got us some of those 16-ounce margaritas. It was a nice start to the day. Yeah. Good, <laughs> good start. And um, That's how you know you're going hard is when you start on the Riverwalk. Yeah. You know, you don't end up there <laughs> somehow. You well, I didn't there. want to end there, that's for yeah. sure. But we started there. We ended up going to the show. It was it was a good time. Taylor is so great. Um I was she listening is, to some of her stuff recently and like, oh my gosh. She, she is either as off. funny or funnier than her Netflix specials live. Like it was oh. so good. I can't imagine even like being there live with her because she's just so natural the way she like delivers stuff. You can tell it's not well, I'm sure it's planned because it has to be it's stand up, but it it doesn't look planned at all. And what I really like about her is she's not too raunchy. I feel like a lot of female comedians go to the raunchy side just to like give you that shock factor. But for her, yeah. But for her, it's just like pure wit and it's all about, you know, being older and single, a lot of which I can relate to. (laughs) It's just like, oh my gosh, she's like spot on with this stuff. Yeah. She was fantastic. So we start, we're watching the San Diego State Alabama game at Cafe Ole, just having some margaritas. And it was close. And I was like, oh, wow. And so we leave to, you know, go to the concert. And I get out of it. And I find out not only is Alabama lost, yep. but Houston has lost. And now all the one seeds are done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy day in the tournament yesterday. Yeah. And by the time I get to the Rupub to actually watch the Texas game, Texas has that thing. Like, oh, they're, yeah. they're up. What was it? Twenty two twelve or they were up ten by the time I ended and up getting there. Only got worse. And they just steamrolled. Yeah. I mean, and how I, how often does a one seed actually make it into the final? At least one usually. Yeah, makes there's it. usually one in the final four for sure. Well, final four, yeah, that would make sense. But so, I feel like it's a lot harder to like own your conference and own. It, it, it's just weird States. to not see a one seed in it as we go into the Elite Eight. Like, yeah. that's kind of yeah. an aberration. Yeah. And I, I'm sitting there, and I'm watching Texas, and I know how the b- bracket shook out earlier in the day, and I'm sitting there going, you know, Texas's path just got a lot easier to a national championship. It did. Yeah. <laughs> I, did. Mean, I mean, they're the my bracket's done, though. I know Jack's been high on UConn. Yeah, I picked UConn to win it all. They've got a really good chance, too, because... Yeah, that team looks... They're firing on all cylinders. They're sure. rolling. Yeah. Jeez, they beat Arkansas 88-65. to 65. Yeah, Arkansas did That's not stand a chance. They stomped on Arkansas. And so up next, they got Gonzaga, which another really good game. Oh, yes. Like, we we got a couple of good games over the weekend and some duds. <laughs> yeah, two duds for sure that were pretty much decided from the tip. Miami, Miami-Houston being decided from the tip was one I did not see coming. Yeah, Miami just – the guard play for Miami is just elite, and Houston could not hang on because they were – only Sasser was really hitting shots. Jarris Walker really didn't do a whole lot. So Tremont Mark didn't really do a whole mm-hmm. lot. So Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack went for 23 and 26, and Houston could just not keep up with them. Oh. I, 
You know what's wild is Nigel Pack Uh is a Kansas State transfer. Oh! He was with Marquise Noel last year. So that was a super dynamic backcourt. And he transfers to Miami, and both teams are in the Elite Eight. It's when I look at how everything has kind of broken itself down as we get through to the tournament. FAU seems like the the biggest wild card out of the whole thing because I've I've just disrespected them. <laughs> yeah, m- most people had no idea what FAU even was. Where like that that was Florida even Atlantic. a school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only knew because I lived in Miami, and it was like right there in the mm-hmm. area. Like yeah. if you, if I hadn't, I wouldn't have known. We'd never even played them in preseason. Yeah, FAU. Uh, like I I knew they were. 34 and 3 coming into the tournament they were a a solid team but they were playing in a lesser conference so i thought they were a byproduct of that and they have shown out in this tournament yeah. at every every single round yeah. um they completely outworked tennessee at the end of that game they wanted it so much more and it was so evident on the court they and tennessee coming into the game had the number 1 defense in the nation and FAU had no problem with it all all game. And that's where this this game is really interesting because Kansas State's as good as I thought they were. Yeah. Kansas State uh, is one of those teams in the Big 12 that I saw them as a three seed and went, that's a team that can make a run. Right? Yeah. And they've done it. They are now into the Elite Eight, and they are looking at a nine seed to advance into the Final Four. Yeah. Now, this nine seed is better than the nine seed we thought it was going to be, obviously, and you know, maybe there should have been more respect given, seeing as they were a nine seed as a Florida Atlantic. Like, I mean, yeah, we going back to Kansas, they seeded them well. Yeah, for yeah. sure they did. They did seed them well for a a really, you know, lower mid major team mm-hmm. to get to a nine seed. That's obviously they had Huge. a fantastic. There's season. respect. Yeah. <laughs> But going back to Kansas State, just got to shout out Marquise Noel for the Dude. single greatest performance I've ever seen in college basketball. 20 yeah. points, Damn. 19 assists. It was wow. It mm-hmm. was magical to watch. Yeah, I was he was mesmerizing. And when all is said and done, if he continues to play like that, he could very very well be the was it the something it's not the MVP. It is the. I can't remember what it's M- called. It's not the MIP either, but they they have an MVP award basically. That I think he, he's if they make it, he's mo- gonna, most outstanding player. Yeah, MOP. He was. Well, the MIP phenomenal. is minor in possession, so let's. <laughs> it's that also one. the yeah. most improved player. <laughs> All right, well, two different wavelengths this morning. <laughs> Some I, of us have a history, okay? I'm hey, just hey you're not the only one. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely incredible game by Marquise Noel. On a bum ankle, too. Yeah, I know. He rolled it really, really bad in the first half, but came back, played on it, and they still couldn't guard him. And your team that I know you have in our bracket weighing it all, UConn. UConn. Continuing to play as as at high of a level as almost anybody in the tournament, along with Miami. And they've got a really good matchup with Gonzaga, which – by the way, that Gonzaga game was Oh, Drew Timmy. My God, thirty five and fourteen. What a He's gonna go down as one of the greatest college he's he's like Christian Leitner. Yeah. 
He's going to go down as one of the best college players of all time. He's phenomenal. I remember, like, when he was in high school and he committed to Gonzaga, like, telling my friends, this guy is going to be something serious. Mm -hmm. And they just, you know, blew it off. You know, big, slow, (laughs) white boy. Can't really shoot, but has the footwork of a ballerina. (laughs) And he he continues to just show out. But uh, he's going up against a tough squad in UConn. UConn has two bigs that are bigger than him that they can throw at him. So he's definitely mm. got his work cut out for him. But that game was amazing, too. That that play, they ran that Villanova play that Villanova mm-hmm. won the national championship with to beat UCLA. And, um, man, that, that shot by Julian Strother was complete ice in his veins. That was a pull-up from the logo from the win. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And then on the other side, we've got San Diego State, which took down Alabama. They were which just we th- beating them up all game. Alabama was definitely a more skilled team, but San, San Diego State just came in and roughed them up the whole game, and Alabama could not match. And then we got Creighton, who easily got dispatched Princeton last night. Yeah, That's going to be an interesting matchup because it's it basically two teams – that nobody expected to be there with Creighton and San Diego State uh, in the Elite yourself, Eight. I definitely had Creighton. I'm saying the deep. major majority, Jack. <laughs> it's a team that was easy top ten coming into the year and just kind of fell apart early but really rounded into form mm-hmm. late. And uh, so real, they have m- might be the best starting five in the tournament. They're just not very deep. And then Miami's taking on, you know, the team that still has an interim head coach for God knows whatever reason, as Rodney Terry is one win away from this team's first Final Four appearance since T.J. Ford. Yeah. Who just turned 40, by the way. Yep. (laughs) So. Yesterday, John uh, Rothstein, he's a college basketball guy. He tweeted, Rodney Perry has led Texas to the Elite Eight for the first time since 2008, led Texas to the Big 12 tournament title for the second time ever, led Texas to its highest NCAA tournament seed since 2008. Mm-hmm. Give that man the job Heck right yeah. now. It's it's insane that they still have that interim tag. But there on. there is a question with Texas because Dylan Disu left the game with a left foot bone bruise. And he yeah. is likely in doubt for tomorrow's game against Miami. And Dylan Disu, I mean, we've talked about He's him been their best for player years. In the tournament. And in the tournament, he has been showing out. Yeah. I mean, he had a LaMarcus Aldridge-type performance mm-hmm. in the last game. Yeah, he was phenomenal. So, I, uh, with as hot as Miami is, and give give Texas credit, even without Disu yesterday against Xavier, they just rolled them. They did. Like, that 83-71 doesn't do the game justice. It was not even close to in question. Yeah, it was nearly 30 at one point. They they really had their way with them, for sure. But the Disu injury going up against Miami for a shot in the Final Four, that does scare me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not having one of your best players to this point in the tournament is going to be an issue. They're going to need Christian Bishop to step up again. He had 18-9 and nine last night, so... They're going to need him to come out big because um, Miami is, you know, very, they have two 
very elite guards in Nigel Pack and Isaiah Wong, which matches up really well with Texas, going with Tyrese Hunter, Marcus Carr, Serge Ibari Rice. Mm -hmm. So that guard play is going to be phenomenal. So it's going to come down to who can dominate in the paint. And without Disu, Christian Bishop and Timmy Allen really got to get down there and get dirty. Before we go to break, uh, best name left in the tournament, Serge Ibari Rice, right? It's a, yeah, Serge Ibari Rice. Definitely. Serge Ibari Rice. Like, just having that name, like Serge Ibari, I was like, I don't know if his parents loved him or hated him. Yeah. <laughs> Wanted him to stand out, that's for sure. He definitely does, and he has been in fuego from three, that to say the least. Yeah. Like, he has been lighting it up in this tournament. Well, he's arguably been their best player all year. Up until the tournament. Yeah, uh, on the way down the stretch, yeah, he has easily helped to lead that team. But we are out at House of Cards and Collectibles, 2105 Vance Jackson Road. You can come out and see us today. It is awesome. And you might want to because the last time I was out, it was actually here, and the world shut down like three days later. So get out while you can. Come see us. <laughs> Uh, you've got your chance to reserve some booster or trainer boxes for the new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which comes out on Tuesday. You can reserve here today. Also, $2 raffle for a chance at a 40-inch smart TV. So much here. Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! They have got, I saw autographed Manu Lithium. Like, they have got so much crazy cool stuff here out at House of Cards and Collectibles at 2105 Vans Jackson Road. But... We're going to step aside. When we come back, the Dallas Cowboys have had the best hands-down free agency that they've had in, I would say, close to a decade, if not longer. How can it get better, and how might it possibly get worse for the Cowboys? Some big news coming out yesterday involving a former Cowboy that could turn into a division rival. We'll talk about it next right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM and ESPNSA.com. This is 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, ESPNSA.com. I am James Pledger, joined by Katie Goodman and Jack Thompson. We are out on the road. You can come see us. We are live at 2105 Vance Jackson Road, House of Cards and Collectibles. Tons going on inside the store. They've got raffle for a smart TV is $2 per raffle ticket. They're going to have food later in the day, hot dogs, chips, drinks. They have got all the Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, I saw Iverson rookie card, Manu lithograph autographed. Uh, I've seen Jordan cards. Like, yeah. saw a nice Kobe card. <laughs> There's a Kobe card in there. Man, uh, I see... And what looks to be like the Kingdom Come Superman edition. They got a, they got a nice Lowry card in this case. For I you saw here. that. <laughs> I did see the 24 and the Bulls. I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All you kinds could... of Spurs stuff, too. S oh. Signed baseball cap over there. They have a couple of the, I think it's 93-94 card collection. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Funko Pops, all of it. Mm -hmm. And... 
for today only. You could come in and reserve your booster or trainer boxes as Pokemon is releasing the Scarlet and Violet, which hits stores on Tuesday, March 28th. You can come reserve your boxes today while you come out and see us down here at 2105 Vance Jackson Road, House of Cards and Collectibles. And let's not forget, guys, 210-656-ESPN, 210-656-3776 on the Kielbasa Smoke Meets phone lines. You could call or text those lines with us as we got right here 32 three seeds. Uh, Final Four has not had a one seed six times, including this year. 60 times it has had 32 three seeds that have made it into the Final Four. So lots going on in the tournament. But as always, NFL does reign supreme. The Dallas Cowboys do reign supreme. And this has been Jerry's greatest offseason in, what, since the salary cap? Probably, yeah. I mean, I've never seen the Cowboys have this much movement. It's been ridiculous, but amazing. And a lot of it is via trade. It's, like, yeah. it's not like he's yeah. signed a lot of players, no. but he's gotten good players yeah. for... All the holes that you would have perceived we had by the at the end of the season have basically been filled. Your concerns, safety, you keep the safety Donovan trio back. by bringing Donovan Wilson back. At linebacker... Keeping Layton. You keep Layton. You don't need Bobby Wagner anymore. He is a luxury, not a need. But you manage to hold down Layton. You bring back um, all of these issues, the issues you thought you had with the offensive line. Tyler Smith now kicks inside the guard with uh, 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 McGovern leaving. And you've got your five best offensive linemen on the line. Yeah. You bring back Tony Pollard. You've added Brandon Cooks, that second wide receiver that you wanted for Dak, uh, third, I guess, if you include Michael Gallup and yep. C.D. Lamb. Also so, allows C.D. to play in his best position, the slot. the slot. You look at uh, bringing him Ronald Jones' as depth. You look at the, the contracts that they handed out bringing these people and in. Stephon Gilmore. Ooh. And you add to what my thought was going into the offseason, the biggest hole yeah. on the Cowboys, which was the corner opposite Trayvon Diggs. Deron Bland can now be your third corner. Yeah, slot guy. And you've got two yeah. great lockdown corners on yep. the outside, which only are going to feast with the way that that defensive line plays. Yep. You bring back a Dante Fowler, who had an even higher pass rush win rate than did Micah Parsons. He yeah. was second in the NFL. I know he plays limited snaps, only had six sacks, but his pass rush win rate. Phenomenal. Over 18 and a half. It was second yeah. in the NFL with a minimum of 150 attempts. I think they have crushed this offseason. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, we've crushed it. There is not a lot left. And the one hole that I uh, – there are two holes on the Dallas Cowboys that I – I truly believe that are a thing. The first being they're talking with Jonathan Hankins and bringing him Interior back. Interior D-line. Interior D-line. That's yeah. hole number one. Yeah. Hole number two, kicker. Kicker, yeah. <laughs> I would say not even interior D-line. It's more like run defense interior D-line. Sure. Yeah, because with uh, – But if you bring back Hankins, that yeah. is no longer a need-need, right? Uh, yeah, you can – you get, you bring back Hankins and you just draft 
Best available. Best, yeah. Which, which is available all across the draft, which is great. And the ability to do that leaves you in such a unique position going into the draft where you can move up, move down. Like, you've got the draft equity to do either. If a, a, if a player who, I don't know, may be ranked as Daniel Jeremiah's third or fourth best player in the draft, and he ends up falling to the 20 area, moving up a couple of spots and giving up a third or fourth round pick to do so, no longer a huge issue. And people can say that it's a luxury pick, not a need. It is not. I think Bijan Robinson, I think another running back, along with Tony Pollard, is still a need. Ronald Jones couldn't get on the field for the Kansas City Chiefs last year. And well also, I mean, Isaiah Pacheco was Sure. Phenomenal. But he couldn't beat out a seventh round rookie. Right? Yeah. But a lot of I don't know if a lot of guys could last year. He was that guy he was phenomenal for the Chiefs. But look at the Chiefs. They have Pacheco, but he couldn't beat out him. He couldn't beat out McKinnon. Uh when healthy you had C E H, Clyde Edwards Alaire and he's behind all of these guys and can't make room. Clyde Edwards-Alaire goes down with an injury. He still can't get on the field. No, like, not. that's an issue. Yeah. So to to think brazenly that he's going to be a great player behind Tony Pollard, no. Like, their one-year deals is a deal where they can cut him in training camp, and it's not an issue. Yeah. Like, his deal is cheap. I believe he has, like, 100000 guaranteed on it. It's not a lot of money. It is not an uh a big commitment. So I look at that and I'm like, wow, that, that means that Bijan is still in play because that's a need. Your, your only running back of substance is Tony Pollard, which great. We've been wanting him to be the running back of substance for a while, but he's also only on a one year deal. Mm -hmm. And I look at the running back market, Tony Pollard, much like, Dalton Schultz last year he wanted a ton of money turned down three years 36 he ends up signing for one worth up to nine million dollars it's not a nine million dollar deal worth up to with incentives yep so Tony Pollard may be in the same boat where he thinks he's getting x the real market as we saw this offseason with Miles Sanders being the highest paid back at four years 6.25 the market may not be what he thinks it is and the Cowboys need to plan for the future in terms of, A, don't make the same mistake you did with Zeke by giving him you know, a four- or five-year deal. That's not how running backs work. B, get the next guy in the house behind him, and if one of the top five players by consensus in the draft yeah. happens to slip down the board, you don't you don't pass on him because that is a need at this point. Yeah, if Bijan's there, you, you have to get him for sure. And he just does so much well. Not only does he run the ball, he is a great pass protector. Mm-hmm. And he is fantastic out of the backfield in the in the passing game. So he brings so much value to a team that you should not be mad if no. that were to happen. Absolutely. The difficult thing is I look specifically – at Zeke Elliott, who lost. And my problem was never with Zeke. I've made it abundantly clear. Zeke was never my problem. Zeke's price point and his usage was my problem. Well, you cut him. 
he's he's hit the open market and he is being recruited heavily by your arch rival, the Philadelphia Eagles. Lane Johnson's tweeting at him. Darius Slay is tweeting at him. And I think if Zeke Elliott ends up in the Eagles, that's kind of a perfect situation for him. Yeah. He plays behind a Kenneth Gainwell, likely, who's going to get the every-down work. And, and they have Rashad Penny. And Rashad Penny, who they signed in the offseason. He could strictly be used as that goal line, as that short yardage, as that hammer guy, as a pass protector for Jalen Hurts. And if he's used in that way with that offensive line and the way they commit to running the football, (sighs) yeah. John Clark of NBC Sports Philadelphia reported that the Eagles have not engaged in conversations with Zeke Elliott. But how can you say that when you see all these tweets? Well, it's not just the tweets. They are tweeting at him. Uh, It was confirmed he had a visit with them. Uh, what, yesterday? John Clark needs to check himself before he wrecks himself. Uh, he is in Philly. Like, uh, Zeke even tweeted out that he was in Philly. He tweeted out a screenshot of him in Philly. Um, so it's him, it's Philly, it is Cincinnati, and And the the Jets Jets that are courting Zeke right now. But the hardest going after him, it feels like, is Philly looking engaging by the response of of the players that are recruiting him. Um, Cincinnati is nice for him because it's kind of a homecoming with him playing at Ohio State. Yep. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers loves old guys around him. I think all three of those <laughs> spots would be perfect for Zeke. I mean, the Bengals need him because, once again, their pass protection was not great. No. So Zeke would really help that. And they lost some AJP, Ryan. Yeah, so they need their a backup running back for sure. If he played for the Jets, you're behind Brees Hall. You got Aaron Rodgers, and they're bringing in a ton of weapons. Mm-hmm. So that that would be a good fit. So any one of those, I could definitely see working out for Zeke. But I think if it comes down to it, he'll probably go Eagles so he can play us two times. And as a Cowboy fan, I'm not sure you want that. I can't say that I'm Cause too he, scared of it. He's He's not washed. No, not washed. He's as good as anybody in that short yard. You use him in a role. Yeah. And he is dangerous. And I think the motivation to play against his former Mm -hmm. team would be great. I already know he's looking for 15. He wants his old number from Ohio State back. Yep. And that tells me he has put Dallas in the rear view when it comes to everything involving 21 being a Dallas Cowboy, like he is ready, and part of me feels he feels slighted by what he was offered. I think in a pay cut. Yeah. And there's no greater motivator than <laughs> revenge mm-hmm. when it comes to anything. And if he ends up playing the Cowboys twice a year, I just see that on it on just a team that is as run heavy. As Philadelphia is, I could see that being an issue as we move forward. Yeah, for sure. Great fit for him. But, once again, like I said, Dallas had a fantastic offseason. One of the best offseasons they've had in the last 10 to 20 years. And they are a team to be reckoned with. And right now, despite the Eagles playing in the Super Bowl, despite everything that they've done, despite where they finished the year, where they are right now, 
I think the Cowboys have had the better offseason. I would put them slightly in front of Philadelphia as yeah. we head into the draft. Now, I the mean, draft could change everything, obviously. Philly's lost a lot, too. They lost C.J. Garner-Johnson. Mm-hmm. They lost their best linebacker. Mm-hmm. They've lost at, at least one offensive lineman. They lost their best defensive lineman, Hart and Hargrave, to mm-hmm. the 49ers. So they, they've got some holes to fill, for sure, in the draft. But they've also got the draft equity to be able to do that. He is Jack Thompson. She is Katie Goodman. You can hit us up on Twitter. I am at I am Pleasure. He is at Jack underscore Thompson 33. She is at I'm Katie Goodman. We are out on the road at House of Cards and Collectibles 2105. Vans Jackson, get over here. There is tons going on. Of course, you can come in and reserve your booster or trainer boxes for the all-new Pokemon release of the Scarlet and Violet, which hits stores on Tuesday, March 28th. You can... Reserve your copies today, right now. You could also register for a 40-inch smart TV, $2 raffle. They're going to have food later in the day. They have got all the Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, sports trading cards, anything and everything that you want, they've got. As a matter of fact, I got this awesome Will Smith Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Bel-Air Academy jersey here uh, last time we were here before the world shut down. So come on out. Enjoy it. Come say hi. Get yourself anything and everything you need here out at House of Cards and Collectibles at 2105 Vance Jackson. When we come back, the Cowboys weren't the only one who had a great offseason. The Houston Texans have done their work. Nick Casario has put in the work this offseason. We'll let you know how things are going down in Houston. Coming up next here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and ESPNSA.com. Hey, this is Greeny. It seems like the Spurs are playing for a lottery pick. We'll discuss the NBA tomorrow morning at 10 on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back into the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, ESPNSA.com. I'm James Pledger, joined by Jack Thompson and Katie Goodman as we are at House of Cards and Collectibles, 2105 Vance Jackson Road. All you need Pokemon, both English and Japanese, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, uh, tons and tons. We actually just got us some top series ones, and while I got a decent set, Katie and Jack killed it. <laughs> Katie and Jack killed it on the new top series one Major League Baseball cards. Like I got one of Bo Bichette and Vladdy Guerrero Jr. celebrating a Yasmani Grandal, but right off the rip, right off the rip, Jack pulls a Bryce Harper. With and, an autograph. And a Chipper Jones autograph. And he autograph. got a Chipper Jones autograph. Yep. Dang. I got Shane Bieber and yeah, Christian Yelich. Dude, the Beebs is nice because Shane Bieber is one of the greatest young pitchers in Major League Baseball right now, and Christian Yelich's an, an MVP. So, like, y'all both killed me on the on the opening rip right here. I wonder if he's also a believer. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. 656 six ESPN, 656 on the Kielbasa Smoke Meets phone lines. Tons going on. Of course, you can come join us. You can also register $2 raffle all day long to get a 40-inch smart TV. But 
We do have a big, big weekend with the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 going on, and Drew has called in and wants to talk about it, especially with the one seeds going down, especially the number one overall one seed going down in Alabama. Drew, welcome into the Saturday morning hangover. Yeah, hey, Fletch. I had a question, you know. Shoot. Well, I have an observation, right? You know, nerds are the guys who pick these uh, these drafts, right? These these mock drafts, a bunch of nerds crunching numbers, sure. getting getting in, in chat rooms and discords and talking about here. They also make like altcoins, like you know, crypto coins, right? Who has the higher success rate? Crypto S coins are these drafts, the last one and done, because it seems like they all flame out. Nothing materializes, and I don't think I've seen a, a class in my recent memory of so many uh, alleged, uh, you know, you know, generational talent just burn up in the finals. I mean, why aren't we drafting, like, the Wonderlick test is in the NFL, right? Why isn't there a basketball IQ test? Why isn't Drew Timmy going to be a lottery pick, at least first round? They're talking second round. How do we know a guy like Drew Timmy, who has the highest basketball IQ in the tournament, is not going to be the next joker, Right. So what if he can't run and jump? What are we looking for? Not everybody's Michael Jordan. Not everybody's LeBron James. All I see is all these speculative things in these draft picks, and nothing materializes. And then other people, these nerds and geeks and dorks, they make excuses like, oh, groin injury. Nah, they just never that good. I mean, even when they get drafted, they almost reclaim out. That's just what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Drew Timmy, number 20? Number 22. What? Look, I, I get it. I understand. Thanks for the call, Drew. Um, Brandon Miller had a disappointing tournament. Yeah. And, and I believe this is kind of what it boils down to because Brandon Miller, especially if you listen noon to three, Jimenez and Spence, Michael Jimenez has been extremely high on Brandon Miller. And there's a reason to be. The upside is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he, he got bullied in the tournament and didn't know how to respond. And that's that's difficult, but he, he is young. There is a turnaround that needs to happen. He needs to learn to play through things like that. But there's a reason that he's talked about outside of Michael Jimenez, outside of those top two, right? Yeah. Top two, three prospects. There There's a reason that Wimbayama and Scoot and even the Thompson twins – are talked about as the ones that are going to likely go before Brandon Miller. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm sorry. I'm a fan. Yeah. I like him. I like his game. I question his mental makeup now, I guess, because the adversity did hit, and it seemed to have gotten him. In the tournament. Yeah, he's had a rough go of it in the tournament, that's for sure. Shooting has been awful. He couldn't find anything off the dribble. And, uh, yeah, he's he just needs to get a lot stronger, I feel like, because he was getting pushed around bad in that, that San Diego State game. They completely took him out of the game. And with going back to Drew Timmy, I mean <laughs> – yeah, he's a phenomenal. He shouldn't be a third overall pick. He's you're a saying? phenomenal college player, but <laughs> so no. was Christian Leitner. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's not a not maybe he, he he could get a he could probably carve out a backup role if he can get a jump shot going. But 
He's, he's more than likely going to make a ton of money playing overseas. Yeah, he's not really a, a high-level NBA guy. And I'm the biggest Drew Timmy advocate there is out there, and I he's not a, an NBA guy. Oh, what was his name? Can't for, shoot. What was his name last year uh, or two years ago that came out? He was the best player in college basketball, played for... Luca Garza. Yes, Luca Garza. Went to the Pistons. Now he can shoot. He can shoot. Now he's good because he can shoot. But... At the same time, he's not an all-world. He, no, he's, he's he a role guy. Be. Yeah, he's a certified. But he was hands down player. the best player in college basketball. Yeah, I mean, you look at Oscar Shibway. That he's the first national player of the year to return to school, and he's probably not even. He'll he's going to be a career backup guy if he even makes it in the league long term. Mm-hmm. To be a big in the NBA, you have to be able to do something off the bounce, which Drew Timmy can in a slow, it's that deliberate bounce, pace. Though. Yes, but you have to be able to shoot, and neither Shibway or uh, Timmy and Armando Baycott, too, another great mm-hmm. big in college, none of them can do anything outside of right around the rim. So This very enthusiastic person who I'm really happy called because that put a big <laughs> smile on my face. Just the pure energy great coming call. through the phone. It was but, a great call. But, Drew had all I, the he, energy for us. He did make a point in that not everyone's a Michael Jordan. and But honestly, I think that's the vast majority of the guys in the draft mm-hmm. unless you're a Wimby, right? Yeah. Then like you're not going to be that. And then he's talking about, oh, well, we need to see more guys with IQ. Hey, if, if IQ is really important, don't get me wrong, but IQ can make you a really great coach. It can make <laughs> yeah, you a really great true. analyst, but if you don't have the talent to back it up, then you got to have a little bit of both, especially if you're trying to get into the NBA. Yeah. She is Katie Goodman. He is Jack Thompson. I'm James Pledger. You can come join us live out at House of Cards and Collectibles, 2105 Vance Jackson Road. We're going to be here till 11, but they're open all day for their spring celebration. Of course, they've got all the Pokemon, Japanese, English, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. They have the Top Series 1 Major League Baseball, uh, which both Katie and Jack cleaned up on. I cannot say that I did the same because that is my luck. <laughs> how, how much do you think these will sell for? I got rent to pay. Are you, are you willing to buy? Or? We're, we're about to find All out. Right, we can find go. out while we're here. <laughs> um, so much to do. So much to do. we got a 40-inch smart TV that's about to be raffled off. $2 per ticket. You can come in, get yourself a new smart TV, and so much more. We are out at House of Cards and Collectibles, 2105 Vance Jackson Road. Saturday morning hangover rolls on next as the Houston Texans they weren't quite as good of an offseason as the Dallas Cowboys, but They're I'll tell there. you what, it's close. And they've got a former Cowboy coming down. It is 2105 Vance Jackson Road. We are out at House of Cards and Collectibles. Come join us. More of the Saturday Morning Hangover coming up here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and ESPNSA.com. This is Mike Greenberg. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports weekday mornings at 10. Oh! San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 1250. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, ESPNSA.com. I'm James Pledger, joined by Katie Goodman and Jack Thompson. We are rolling till 11 o'clock. We are out at the House of Cards and Collectibles at 2105 Vance Jackson Road. Come out and see us. They've got everything you need, including a chance to reserve your booster or trainer boxes for the all-new Pokemon release coming out Tuesday, 
You can reserve the Scarlet and Violet booster or trainer boxes today in store for when they drop on Tuesday. Welcome back into the show. Guys, the Houston Texans, I think, have had a very, very solid offseason. It has not been quite what the Cowboys have done, but in terms of adding talent to a very talent-depleted roster, they have done a great job, and a bulk of that came this past week when they mm-hmm. added both Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary in the same day. Yeah, big day for the Texans. That one-two punch of Singletary and Pierce is nice. Robert Woods, Noah Brown, I mean, like, quite a few names, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Mason. They got some guys in there that will make it a, a, bit, a very easy transition for their quarterback, for yeah. sure. And, of course, big day with the Pro Days, both C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young this week. And that offensive line. Too. That offensive line, yeah, Will Levis. That offensive line, you uh, you extend Laramie Tunsil. You have Titus Howard on the right-hand side. You added a Shaq Mason, as Katie uh, mentioned. You had a first-round pick in Kenyon Green, who you hope really takes off going into his second year. I think that... They put a rookie quarterback in a very, very safe place, yeah. adding a Robert Woods, adding a Noah Brown, adding a Dalton Schultz, who was, as we saw over the last few years, he was Dak Prescott's binky. Yeah. He was his security blanket yeah. for the most part. Easy. And I tweeted out a video yesterday from former Texan Seth Payne, who now does radio down in Houston. And he's going over a clip montage, and at about the 30-minute mark, it gets to Dalton Schultz and his blocking. And one of the things that he is ripped for, because it was a narrative set very early in his career, is he can't block. The problem is he has gotten much better than I believe people give him credit for because the narrative was written on him so early that he can't block that it has just been an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason, A, he was franchise tag, and B, he was on the field as much as he was is because he did improve as a blocker. Yeah. That's the thing about media. They just kind of latch on to whatever sounds good and whatever gets clickbait, and then they kind of just roll with it. It's so hard to change the minds of people once they've made up their mind. I think the Texans are in a very, very interesting spot as, as they move forward with the additions they made, the possibility of adding a quarterback so early in this draft that they're going to be a team that after years of very, very minimal focus and then the small flicker that was Deshaun Watson in Houston, after that everything falls off the face of the I think Houston is going to put itself in a position to get back into the media rounds when it comes to – and you're starting to see it this offseason with what they're doing. People are talking very glowingly about the Houston Texans so far this offseason. Yeah, the Texans have definitely put a lot of steps in the right direction under D'Amico Ryan. Very excited to see which quarterback they bring in and how the all the pieces they've added – uh, helps to his transition. I feel like it really started with D'Amico. Like, I think he gave oh, people yeah. a lot of hope, and, you know, it's kind of just been a – they've been a magnet since, picking up really solid players, having a really great offseason with trades and everything. And 
Um, I just feel like I haven't heard so much positive news about the Texans as I have recently. I'm not sure I've ever heard as much positive <laughs> news, and that includes J.J. Watt raising, you know, a billion dollars in hurricane relief efforts. I mean, yeah. the news has not been this positive out of the 713 in a long time or the 832 because yeah. it's a dual area code city now. She is Katie Goodman. He is Jack Thompson. We are out at the House of Cards and Collectibles, 2105 Vance Jackson Road. When we come back, though, the big thing is the Elite Eight is set. Yep. And the path is there for the University of Texas. We'll talk more about it next, coming up right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and ESPNSA.com. James Pledger, Jack Thompson. The Saturday Morning Hangover. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, ESPNSA.com. We are live out on the road at House of Cards and Collectibles at 2105 Vance Jackson Road for their spring sale abrasion. Of course, you could come join us. You can enter a $2 raffle to win a 40-inch smart TV. They have all, all of the Pokemon that you want, both English and Japanese. And, of course, if you come in today, they're giving you a chance to reserve your booster or trainer boxes for the all-new Scarlet and Violet release, which comes out on Tuesday. You can uh, reserve your copies today here in-store at House of Cards and Collectibles. Of course, they've got the top Series 1. We each got a pack. And, of course, everybody did better than me today. <laughs> Jack Thompson scores himself not only an autographed Chipper Jones, but right off the rip, a Bryce Harper. I mean, and Katie gets herself a nice Shane Bieber and Kristen Yelich, while the best thing I could pull was Yasmani Grundahl. <laughs> they picked the worst picture for Yelich, though. He, he looks like when the, the dog puts their face out the window and the, the wind is blowing in their face. Well, that and, like, just shows you how fast he's running. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Speedy Gonzalez over here. Oh, oh man. No hate on Yelich. Just no hate terrible, on Yelich. He's an MVP, person. but, yeah. you know, the action photos are action photos right. for a reason. Right. <laughs> I'm sure your action oh, photos are pretty pretty great it, it's usually one hand having a seizure over here cramped up and there's then, a uh, weird facial reaction yeah for sure double chin involved usually <laughs> or just veins popping out of my neck like whoa. well that just shows you were going hard <laughs> in the paint yeah, in fact i was hard in the grass though in my case hard in the grass. uh jack i'm sure your your photos are quite well <laughs> action photos i'm sure not all of them are you know front of the card materials <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely not <laughs> front of the card material brandon miller probably liked to forget a lot of this tournament brandon miller's had himself a rough go uh alabama bounced yesterday by san diego state and uh calling in on the text line 6940 says look at former spur lonnie walker bunch of guys in the first round lottery picks for over a decade they don't have the same amount of talent as the guys that get picked but like Lonnie Walker he is being supplanted by Austin Reeves you geeking out over the measurables I mean did you see I did this guy see Austin Reeves play in college 
Because Austin Reeves was phenomenal at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He was better than Lonnie Walker was at Miami. So, yeah, I mean, Austin Reeves, he's, you But know, Lonnie Walker is a first-round pick. Austin Reeves, yeah. was he undrafted? I don't recall, to be honest. I think he was undrafted. If Probably. not, he was a second-round pick. And yeah. the point he's making is... The thing You're is, geeking out over the measurables of like a Lonnie Walker and what he could be and the athleticism, while a guy like Austin Reeves just goes out and produces. So much changes when you go to another level in general. Everybody's good. Some people sink. Some people swim. It also depends on your coach. Sometimes your coach sees something in you that another coach didn't. Depends on the people you have around you. Uh, there's so many things like that can either tap into your potential or hurt it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Like how many amazing, really high draft picks have found the bench because they're just not on the right team or with the right coach or yeah. just because they couldn't handle that kind of pressure. It's also consistency. I mean, going back to Lonnie's days with us, he was, you know, never consistent with what he brought to the table. His mm-hmm. shooting, his defense – his ball handling, it just was game, great game, couple off games, great game, couple off games. Austin Reeves has found that consistency. He's a great ball handler, a much better three-point shooter than Lonnie, mm-hmm. and he plays the one and the two. Lonnie is really a two, maybe a small three, depending on what you're doing. And it's also a lot easier to play like point guard when you've got – Anthony Davis and LeBron James on your team to kind of lean on. So, truth, truth. Solid crutch. Now, as it pertains to Brandon Miller, though, he is a guy that he did have consistency throughout the year. He did. He but really did. In the tournament, he got bullied. He he got targeted and bullied. It was every team's goal to make somebody else besides Brandon Miller beat them. And Alabama was able to do so out of, you know, sheer athleticism and length and pretty good guard play from Javon Quinterly and Marcus Sears Mm -hmm. up until they ran into the bully ball that San Diego State plays. Probably was the most scrappy team along with FAU left in the tournament, and they just big-bodied them all night. They just took it right to their chin, and Alabama did not know how to respond. They couldn't hit shots. They were getting nothing around the rim. They fought, uh, Noah, uh, Noah or Clowney, I believe, their mm-hmm. other pretty talented freshman, he fouled out because he couldn't handle the, the uh, physicality of the game. So, yeah, San Diego State had a game plan and implemented it perfectly from the get-go. My thing with Brandon Miller, though, is, like, this is not the first time he's had a target on his back. Like, he's had a target on his back for a vast majority of the season. Why was it in this game just now that he struggled to hang? Well, it was the whole tur- It was the whole tournament. He well, I mean, prior not- to the tournament. Like, it's, why just the tournament? It's just different when it's, like, NBA regular season and then uh, playoffs. Everybody steps There's it up, just yeah. like a switch when you yeah. know, like, if we don't bring it and execute the game plan, we're, this is it for, for us. Yeah. So it, it's just kind of different. And I mean, yes, he pulled his groin for. Oh. But yeah. I don't give him an, an excuse for that. He was just. It was just every team's game plan to make somebody else beat them besides I mean, him. I don't know, man. Have you ever tried to play with the pulled groin? Marcus Sasser did it. Yeah. <sighs> I won't. I wouldn't be. That's 
sucks and it's awkward and you can't you know, the fast switch movements aren't there either you know it it throws you off a little bit but again the people who make it through are the ones who can play through stuff like that yep i am not one of those people <laughs> no one seeds left in the ncaa tournament right now nope. we are looking at a very wide open field who do y'all think are who are your favorites as we head into the elite eight today as we try and make it down to the final four wait repeat that who are your favorites well, I from the get go, I've had UConn, yep. so I'm definitely still riding the Husky wave. <laughs> uh, Kansas State has, you know, looked like kind of the team of destiny with the Jerome Tanks first year. They've got Keontae Johnson coming back from nearly dying on the court while playing at Florida, and then they have the smallest D1 player in the nation in Marquise Noel, who just had. The best huge March Madness performance I've ever witnessed in my life, being accountable for 65% of the total offense for Kansas State against Michigan State with 20 points and 19 assists. So they're looking like a, a very, very dangerous team in Kansas State. But FAU is going to be scrappy, mm-hmm. and they're going to they're going to take it to them for sure. Um. Let's see, Texas, you know, they've they've definitely looked phenomenal. Three-headed monster at guard, but losing Disu is really going to hurt. They're going to need Timmy Allen and Christian Bishop to really step it up uh, on the inside and bang and rebound. And, uh, you know, Creighton, that kind of like slow and steady wins the pace <laughs> kind of team, they just come out there. Elite guard play with Trey Alexander and uh, Ryan Nimhard. And then they've got the big 7-2 Ryan Kalkbrenner. It's a very good team that it's hard to score on, and they can also give you buckets. So I would say Texas, UConn, Kansas State, and um, Creighton are going to be the final four. I really want to see UConn and Texas for sure at least make it to the next round. Those are the guys that I'm pulling for. And, and FAU, too, just because they're not exactly a favorite. You like the you know, Cinderella story. I like story. the idea of the underdog just showing up and somehow making it to the Final Four. You know, that's really cool to me. Um, but also, like, you talk about injuries at Texas. These kinds of teams don't make it this far without depth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, star player, but I feel like I think they're going to be okay. Have we basically, with how this tournament has shaken out, in fact proven the fact that the Big 12 was the best conference in college basketball with two teams still remaining from the Big 12 with Kansas State and Texas and everybody else basically with one representation and the other two big conferences that had double-digit get in uh, more than the Big 12, both the Big 10 and the SEC, all have fallen out. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, we've been saying it all year. That we have. The Big 12 was steps ahead of anybody else. The but deepest. it felt like towards the end of the year that narrative kind of shifted and people were yeah. not as high on the Big 12 as they were in the middle of the season. No, I agree. I definitely agree. Big 12 reigns supreme when it comes to basketball, and it's only going to get tougher. It's going to get so much tougher. But the SEC is also going to get tougher because one of those heavy hitters, Texas, is making its way over to the SEC. Mm -hmm. 
And so, but you replace them with Houston, who was yeah. number one in the for the majority of the year. Uh, were you at all shocked by the way that Houston was handled by Michigan or Miami? Uh, Miami. Excuse me. No, I can't say that I was really shocked. I thought Miami had a pretty good shot going into it. You know, when it comes to March Madness, it's guard play that takes mm-hmm. you to the end. And while Houston has, you know, good guard play in Jamal Shedd and Marcus Sasser, Marcus Sasser just hasn't been 100%. And they weren't getting really anything else from anyone around him. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're not – don't have your best player, one of the best players in the nation – playing at 100% and no one else really steps up to fill that void and you're going up against a hot five seed that has got two elite guards in Isaiah Long and Nigel Pack. It's it's a tough go at it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, guard play and coaching is what, you know, really takes you over the top. And when you've got great guards and then an OG like uh, Laranaga, it's a a pretty potent uh, combination. And Miami is definitely a tough out. Didn't he put the emphasis over the end now in it, Larinaga? Larinaga. He's got the little yeah, yeah. the Enya. Didn't he add the Enya too? Like it wasn't always an Enya, and then in, like when he got to Miami, it turned into an Enya. I don't know. I can't talk <laughs> for that. Like, I need to add some flair to my name, so I I would kidding. love. I bet they to probably just some. weren't including it. Maybe you know, like in the. <laughs> I don't think you can just add an Enya randomly. I am excited. It all gets underway today starting at 5 o'clock. You can catch it all right here. We are your home for the NCAA tournament. Kansas State, Florida Atlantic at 5. It all starts at 4.30 with the pregame. That going to be at the Garden in New York, and that is followed at 7.45 by UConn and Gonzaga tonight right here on San Antonio Sports Star. We are the Saturday Morning Hangover. We are live on location. We are at 2105 Vance Jackson at House of Cards and Collectibles. You want to get out here for their spring celebration as they have so much going on, including all the Pokemon both English and Japanese versions, and right now, limited time only today, you can come in and reserve your booster or trainer boxes for the all-new Scarlet Violet release, which comes out on Tuesday. You can get your reservations in now. They've also got a raffle for a 40-inch smart TV. They're going to have food layered today, hot dogs, drinks. Just come on out, 2105 Vance Jackson Road to House of Cards and Collectibles. Come join us and join in on the fun as we are the Saturday morning hangover. Jack, Katie, and myself will be back right after this talking Dallas Cowboys and what Zeke Elliott leaving, how that could possibly come back to haunt the Cowboys. That's all coming up next right here on the Saturday morning hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and ESPNSA.com. This is Michael Jimenez, and you're listening to 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, ESPNSA.com. Jack, Katie, and myself, we are all out live out at the House of Cards and Collectibles. It is at 2105 Vance Jackson Road. Come out and say, hey, Joe Medellin says him and his son are on the way. So we got people on the way here. He t- tweets in at us at 
Joe of Bear. That's B-E-X-A-R, Bear, as in the county. Um, House of Cards and Collectibles, man, come on out. We have so much going on. All the Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh! They have a spring celebration come on, going on right now. They have a raffle, $2 per chance at winning a 40-inch smart TV. All the Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon, Pokemon both in English and Japanese. And, of course, if you come out today, you can reserve a booster or trainer box for the all-new Scarlet and Violet release, which actually drops on Tuesday. You can get your reservations in for that today right here at House of Cards and Collectibles at 2105 Vance Jackson Road. Jack Katie has been a great offseason for the Cal- Dallas Cowboys. The biggest move, of course, that being the release of Ezekiel Elliott, which freed up the cap space for them necessary to go and do a bunch of the things they did, like re-signing Donovan Wilson, re-signing Leighton Van Der Esch, actually a- applying the franchise tag to Tony Pollard. You look at most of the moves they've done going and trading and going and getting both Brandon Cooks, who restructured his deal, and Stephon Gilmore. Zeke's the releasing Zeke and freeing up a lot of that money along with the restructures they did really helped to spur this. But while the release of Zeke was a good thing in terms of freeing up money, it does leave him subject to be a possible threat later yeah. in the <laughs> and the Thorn Eagles seem the to be recruiting side. him hard. Yeah, as they should be. I mean, he can still play a very viable role in the NFL. He's probably the best pass-blocking running back in the NFL. Fantastic in the short yard. I mean, he had double-digit touchdowns last year. Twelve, right? Yeah, 12 touchdowns, and I would say all of them coming from within eight yards or less. <laughs> yes. So he's still fantastic on the goal line. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that there's not a lot of suitors for Ezekiel Elliott because he can still play a very good role on a team. And we would have loved to have kept him. The price tag was just too high for what his usage rate should be at this point of his career. Just but, had to be done. But, Sorry, the only Cowboy jersey I have is a Zeke jersey. That's the only one you have. I mean, I have an old school. Okay. I have an old school Deion Sanders, but nice. it's not. It's not a legit jersey. Like I have a legit Ezekiel Elliott. That's crazy. Both of your jerseys are twenty one. Yeah, I've got two twenty one. <laughs> That's pretty dope. <laughs> I look at it and revenge makes a great motivator. So feeling slighted by the Cowboys cutting you or whatever they may have offered in a pay cut that led to your release. Facing them twice a year is great motivation to really stick it in someone's craw. Especially when he was trying to work things out with them by taking the the shorter end of the stick on the deal, right? I mean, he was trying to, you know, compromise the best he could. That's what came out, but I'm not sure how much compromising Zeke really wanted to do at that point. I think now that... He's being contacted by other teams that are trying to pick him up. He, he's he, really trying. He's really starting to see what his market looks like, right. and I'm sure it's not too far off from what we offered him. No, what he ends up eventually signing for, which is kind of like last week, why I said there's still hope. I believe. Yeah. Because I did believe like he was going to go out, see the market was similar, mm-hmm. and possibly re-sign with the Cowboys. Yeah, after seeing what he could make somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. because I do believe it felt like going from 17 to whatever they offered, two and a half, three, whatever it may have yeah. been. 
obviously feels like a slap in the face. Yeah. It, when you're coming from 17, mm-hmm. that is a huge, probably, ego shot to you. Yeah. It, it just has to be. Yeah. Especially when you're as good of a player as he's been. And I still feel that he feels that he is that elite Zeke from back in the day. But I thought that there was the chance to come back. The signing of Ronald Jones too. lessened that, I think. Yeah. And proved they were ready to move on, but I don't think Ronald Jones signing impacts if someone's there in the draft no, that they like. certainly not. He's but, insurance back for sure. But Zeke, possibly, of course, when you're being loved on by Darius Slay, Lane Johnson, you know, that it's got to feel good, right? Mm-hmm. And I, you got the the goodbye video uh, comments from uh, Dak Prescott, which you know they're very very close. But outside of that, I don't remember seeing a whole lot of fanfare about Zeke's going away outside of Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean Zeke was definitely a fan favorite for a long time, but it came to the point at the end where. While he still had solid production, the cap hit was just so massive that it was really holding the Cowboys back from trying to bolster their team. And we see what happens in just the one offseason of not retaining him, how much we were able to do and bring in. And I think that is what kind of softened the blow for a lot of those Zeke lovers out there is the fact that we supplanted the loss of Zeke with a Gilmore, a Brandon Cooks, bringing able, being able to bring back Donovan Wilson and Leighton Van Der Esch. Like, the sum of that far outweighs what Zeke brought into the team. So I think because we were able to do that, that's why there wasn't a lot of, you know, big fanfare and all that because we're better off at the end of the day because we did that. 656 ESPN 6563776 on the Kielbasa Smoke Meets phone and text line. You can come at us. We are out at House of Cards and Collectibles. We are out in the wild. It was a bold strategy by San Antonio Sports Star to put us out in public. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I would say it's gone fantastic. <laughs> well, yeah, because you got a $50 baseball card. I did draw a very nice. About. Very nice autograph, Chipper Jones. Yep, the new Major League Baseball Top Series 1. Got you a nice little Chipper Audi yep. in there. Katie, of course, pulling the Shane Bieber and the Christian Yellick. Still not worth 50 bucks together, <laughs> but hey, I'll take it. Maybe in time. Hopefully hey, everything appreciates with, with time. <laughs> time is the ultimate equalizer when it comes to the long game of, of cards. That is... 100% true, I know, yep. and I kind of want to pull mine out of the trunk and see what some of my older cards from back in high school are worth, but you could also find out what you got going on. We are out at House of Cards and Collectibles, 2105 Vance Jackson Road. There's spring celebration going on right now all day long. All the Japanese and English Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Digimon, of course, they have your chance to reserve booster and trainer boxes for the all-new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet release, which drops on Tuesday. You can reserve those today here in store, and they've got a $2 raffle for a 40-inch smart TV 
that you can also walk away with at the end of the day. So much going on. House of Cards and Collectibles, 2105 Vance Jackson Road. When we come back, though, the tournament is going on, and the Kiwasa Smoke Meets phone lines are letting us know that the tournament ain't the only thing happening as we got some Texas teams playing in the NIT as well. We're going to get you ready for this afternoon's games in the Elite Eight as the Final Four will be set after this weekend. Jack, Katie, myself, James Pledger, House of Cards and Collectibles, 2105 Vance Jackson Road. More of the Saturday morning hangover coming up next right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and ESPNSA.com. This is Mike Greenberg, and you're home for the Dallas Cowboys. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 1250. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, ESPNSA.com. We are live out on the road at House of Cards and Collectibles at 2105 Vance Jackson Road for their spring celebration. So much going on. I see... Lots of Pokemon stuff flying off the shelves here. So, so much going on. And and their their selection is massive. Yeah. I mean, everywhere you look, there's Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh! And then Mm -hmm. a lot of really solid uh, athletic cards, like baseball, NBA. They even have soccer. I saw that. The FIFA stuff. 30 bucks for that pack. So you know you're going to get something good out of there. (laughs) I I really like that autograph mono print over there. Oh, yeah. That one is dope because it is prime mono. It is hair mono. I like the the frame on the wall that has all the NBA cards Mm -hmm. from like the 93, 94 Spurs team. Yeah, I see. Uh, That would be cool. Pink haired Dennis Rodman, which just cements the even more so the like of a Dennis Rodman comparison for Jeremy Sohan. Yeah. <laughs> Minus the extra extra yeah. crazy. The, <laughs> he's, it, uh, <laughs> he's like a Rodman light. Yeah, yeah. He's like the lighter, <laughs> you know, less probably drug driven <laughs> version of Rodman. He's Boris yeah. Diaw. He's a young Boris Diaw. That hasn't found beignets yet. Yeah. Hasn't, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boris got a little little chunky in his later days, but the skill was still there, man. The skill was still there, and he was an I, integral part to that 2014 yeah, championship. he was. I, I absolutely loved Spurs Boris Dio, man. It was all skill, all IQ. It was all and IQ. very, very little athleticism back in <laughs> – but there's a there's a but he was hyper athletic younger. There's a story that when he walked into Sun, the Suns training camp for the first time, I can't remember who was doing it, but they were doing the vertical test where they were jumping up and slapping the top of the box. Yeah, and the, and Boris comes out and flip flops. He's like, "What are y'all doing?" And they're like, "We're testing our vertical." He's like, "Give it a go." So he probably put down his espresso. <laughs> He probably put down his beignets, <laughs> and then he just jumped straight up in his flip-flops and slapped the top of it, and everyone was just like, what? who did we just get on our team? <laughs> he didn't even know what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> this is a pretty simple combine yeah. drill that a lot of people go through, and he's like, so what's going on here? Yeah, jumped up, slapped the, his his highest at his height, and everyone was amazed, and then became the legend of Boris Diaw. <laughs> Probably the most cultured man besides Pau Gasol to ever play in the NBA. 
Yeah, I could see that because yeah. Pal's an opera guy. Yeah, Pal and him are definitely men of the world. I <laughs> love me some Boris Diaw, but I I wonder this about you being a, the hoop head that you are because this always annoyed me when you talk about the Suns and stuff like that. Sean Merriman shot. Oh. Sean Marion shot, like, I cringed every time I saw it. And, of course, the Spurs back in the day, they had that massive rivalry because yeah. they were playing each other in the playoffs seemingly every year, and they, yeah. were, they were intense battles. Yeah, the battles between Sean, um, man, I just, who was the big, went to the Knicks? Amari Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash, and then our big three were, were stuff of legend, no doubt. But, yeah, that, my, probably that the shot. worst shot ever in the nba okay yeah did it annoy you as much as it, it annoys was, me yeah it was just it was so weird it was like a chess pass yes like t-rex chess pass <laughs> i don't know if you see things like that when you watch soccer katie or like there's somebody's form is just like so god awful but it works it for works them and yeah you don't fix what ain't it's like jim Furyk's golf swing yeah <laughs> you know right like running form, I feel like they pay more attention nowadays in the academies to people like mm-hmm. to the kids' running form and stuff. So you don't see as much of that. But I don't know. Sometimes it reminds me of like Ginobili. He's you know just kind of all over the place, but mm-hmm. always got it done. Yeah, Ginobili was. You had to live with a lot of bad, <laughs> but the good that came out of it, it was it. incredible, mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine the headaches that young Ginobili gave Pop. Mm. This I cannot all, imagine. This all started because I was looking at that Ginobili autograph print over there, and I, it, it's prime Manu. It's Air yeah. Manu, yeah. you know? It's Air the Manu. flow. Man, I had a crush on him when he had that full head of hair. Still low-key, low-key crush. But, oh, yeah. you know, it's just because he's awesome. Like, uh, yeah. he's just, it's not even like because he was a hottie back then, but still, I guess, a hottie. But, yeah. you know, it's more like just his ability, the the way it was just kind of unorthodox, his playing style. Like, I, it, I wonder, too, like, how many times he just went against what Pop said. Because oh. they're like, there's no oh, way that's Pop right. coached oh, that. There's no, no way he What Manu that. brought <laughs> to the table could not be taught or coached. Right, right. And Pop just had to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, congratulations to Pop. Yeah. Right? <laughs> because right. I, I don't think enough goes into what he had to let slide Yeah, it's because you, you bring in, you know, Tim, the big fundamental who did everything to the T perfect, and then you bring in Manu. Who, it's the yin and the yang. Yeah, it's just Manu was something else. He, <laughs> he was uh, the godfather of a lot of what you see in the NBA yeah. these days. The Eurostep. The misdirection, the Eurostep, the one-handed passes, to everything. He was one of a kind. It's crazy how sometimes it just takes one person to give permission to the rest yeah. to like start really expressing themselves in a way that is a little bit outside the yeah. box. Your dad says this a lot, and I, I agree with this connotation. Tim Duncan is the greatest spur to ever play Yeah, for the San Antonio Spurs. He's the greatest spur. He's the, yeah, he's the Manu is the most beloved spur of yes. all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just it's because the things like he did on the court you'd never seen before, and you couldn't teach it. It was all feel and instinct, and a lot of the times. But I think his guttiness character. is what the yeah. yeah I think his, his guttiness character. and yeah. like diving for like the same things you love about him are the same things you hate about him. Like remember, uh, it was 
late in the season against the Suns of all teams. Yeah. He late meaningless game sticks his arm in, dislocates his elbow, and they lose the first round playoff series to the Grizzlies because yep. he is not at 100% and wearing a contraption on his shooting arm to keep his dislocated elbow in place. Yeah. But that, that was, was the good and the bad of Manu. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, like, Manu, when he's the oldest player in the league, there's this video that was going around on Twitter lately. There's a loose ball, and you see, you know, 44-year-old Manu Ginobili <laughs> just laid, laid out, out, full layout yeah. for the loose ball. Incredible, man. The, oh, the, man. the want to that that man had throughout his career was something amazing. Which is why I do believe that San Antonio embraced him so fully the way they yes. did. Because it's easy to embrace, too, yeah. right? Last uh, year, I got to catch him on an impromptu street interview, and it was at the um, Le Tap. Mm-hmm. So it's like a Tour de France of San Antonio, mm-hmm. and I was pretty much just like, so, why biking? And he's like, why not? Like, you <laughs> you got to always be, like, building and, like, doing, you know. I was just like, that is a very, very Manu thing to say. It is <laughs> always pushing yourself to the brink. Just do it on a bike now, you know, instead of on the court laying yourself out. But, uh, yeah, no, very inspirational. He was out there with... Um, Obricio mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so it was it was good. It was good. Yeah, I I know that he's into that. He does it with Tim now a lot, mm-hmm. uh, just getting in miles on the bike and stuff like that. Which you know, I can never see that guy not doing something. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I I think it would kill him if yeah. he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you've done athletics your whole life. It yeah. doesn't just stop. The competitive spirit of Manu will never be broken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He is Jack Thompson. She is Katie Goodman. I'm James Pledger. We are out at the House of Cards and Collectibles. We're at 2105 Vance Jackson Road for their spring celebration. Everything you want, one place right now. Of course, they're raffling off a 40-inch smart TV, $2 per chance. You can enter as many times as you want. They're going to have food here throughout the day, hot dogs and such. And all, all the Pokemon whether it's English or Japanese, I've seen so much fly off the shelves while we've been here alone. Yeah. And right now, you've got a chance to come in this weekend, today, and reserve your booster or trainer boxes for the new Scarlet and Violet packs, which hit stores on Tuesday. You can reserve those today for the drop on Tuesday, which if you're a Pokemon fan, you know that stuff only appreciates in value. So get down, House of Cards and Collectibles, 2105 Vance Jackson Road. We're going to get you ready for the final part of the Sweet 16 as we're down to eight teams, the Elite Eight today and tomorrow, which you can catch right here on San Antonio Sports Star. We'll let you know who we think is heading to the Final Four in Houston. Guess what? It won't be Houston. It will not. <laughs> it will not. They got upset by Miami. So who are the favorites now to make it to Houston? We'll talk about it next right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM and ESPNSA.com. This is Rob Thompson, and you are listening to 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM ESPNSA.com. We are out at House of Cards and Collectibles 2105 Vance Jackson Road. 
English, Japanese, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, everything you can want. Sports trading collectibles, Funko Pops. I mean, so much going on. I'm look. This literally just caught my attention, but the autographed Spurs hat yeah, Katie in the said shadow box. Yeah, about that before. It's, that's nice. Yeah, if anybody wants to buy that for me, <laughs> feel free. Would you wear it? Uh, no. no. Okay. No. It's staying in that box. Yeah, no, I would keep that thing high up on a shelf where nobody could touch it. Because, <laughs> trust me, it'd be my dog that goes up there and knocks it over and... <laughs> Yeah, Man, I can't I gotta, have nice things, so find, never mind, don't buy it for me. Just i got to find all my old Pokemon cards and bring them out here. So. Absolutely, yeah, dude. Yeah. Those things are blowing up. I've actually got my cards in the trunk, uh, not Pokemon, but just some of my old sports cards and stuff, my Jordans. Man, and I used to have so much thousands of cards. I, I don't know where most of them are at this point, but i got to find at least what I can and, and bring them out here. The only thing I've ever collected that's light cards are the uh, World Cup books that you get. And you get the little stickers and you put them and you just keep collecting the stickers until nice. you fill out the book. I feel like that's got to be worth something. Taking a look at the Kielbasa Smoke Meats phone lines at 656 ESPN, 656 3776. You can call or text in. Like this one day, he's like, Pledge, how was the show? I'm just here for the Taylor talk and I'm not referring to Swift, uh, Chris Villasenor. Dude, Taylor Tomlinson was so great I'm last sure night. I'm sure she was hilarious, man. She did she... two shows at the Majestic. I got to go to the early show uh, and oh my God. Like, uh, as great as she is on her Netflix specials, yeah. No, but even better life. Not only like she's hilarious to begin with, but something about going to the actual show, it's like everything's multiplied by ten. Like right. Well, what you don't realize you're surrounded by people yeah. who are also losing it. Yeah, you know? it's just everything is so funny. And what you don't realize is like the what you watch on Netflix. That's an edited down version of one of their live shows. Like yeah. it's not in its entirety. It's a lot of it's edited down just a smidge to get it to the one hour runtime or whatever they have. So yeah. there was so much more to this show. Yeah. There was audience interaction. Like it was great. Those it are was my so favorite. Good. When she reaches out and asks somebody, I was on TikTok this morning and she came up on my TikTok. That's how I discovered her in the first place. And she asked someone in the audience, "What's the crazy?" you know deal breaker that you've had that you found through someone on like bumble or a dating app mm -hmm. and this one woman said that he was a convicted murderer <laughs> and so she just went off and she was like yeah sorry we're just like we don't see things the same way yeah <laughs> like yeah she did the red flag thing mm -hmm. while we were there it was yeah so great. yeah uh. the red flag thing I the last comedy show i went to was craig robinson at laugh out loud and my God, he, it was so funny. He was <laughs> on the keyboard the whole time. He like played the Office theme song, and everyone sang it. It was phenomenal. So I can't imagine how Taylor was at that bigger venue. I'm sure. Yeah. It was, and the Majestic is such an awesome yeah, venue. Like yeah. I love it. It's one of my favorite venues in all of San Antonio, especially for like comedy shows. Yeah. I got to see Daniel Tosh there last wow, year. Nice. Oh, that's that was a good, good one. Yeah, I think that one was in October or November. We went to Tosh and then that was followed shortly thereafter. It went to the Aztec for Sloss and both of those were great, but Taylor was phenomenal. Like, it was so great and the venue has a lot to do with it and the seats had a little bit to do with it too because yeah. we were second row. Oh, hey. We were right there. better. Yeah. Surprised she didn't she call called, you out for she something. She called uh, one of the people in our row. Oh. Like, she called like three chairs down from me. Man, you were uh, spared. On one of her Q&As. Well, I didn't really? have my hand up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I really want to see Dave Chappelle, and I know he's like yep. hard to find and get to oh, nowadays. Absolutely. But I mean, he is just the epitome of a genius. He's to the goat. Me. Yeah, like he <laughs> he's the one person who can walk the fine line of like politics and humor, and everyone walks away like not feeling traumatized you know like <laughs> there are some comedians who just traumatize people and there's others who know that balance and and how to make everybody laugh oh man as we get ready to close down the show they are down to the elite eight and of course you can catch that right here on san antonio sports star 941 fm espn it starts today at Five o'clock, four thirty pregame. Five o'clock is the first game as we have Kansas State and Florida Atlantic going off. Yeah, Cinderella and the team of destiny. That's going to be a, a great game. Who do y'all like in the, it, it, to advance into the final four from, from Kansas State and Florida Atlantic? Because I personally like Kansas. Yeah, State. Yeah, I mean it's hard not to like Kansas State after what we just saw from Marquise Noel, and not to mention Keontae Johnson. Mm-hmm. But Florida Atlantic's going to give them. Everything they they can handle for sure. That team really went at Tennessee in their number one ranked defense, mm-hmm. and they have you know the scrappiness and the guards to possibly you know contain and upset these these Wildcats. So I think Kansas State I think is the favorite, but Florida Atlantic is going to give them all they can handle. I really can't help but you know go for the underdog on this yes. one, like I said earlier. But at the same time, I feel like once you get to this level of playoffs, they're a little bit less of an underdog. Mm-hmm. They're getting that yeah. target on their back. They yeah. know that they can't be underestimated, and that's what makes it so much harder to move forward. So, like, yeah, I'm pulling for them. But, I mean, Kansas State, they can – they can duke it out as well. I mean, we saw that with them against Michigan State. Just a couple points Best is what got them the into this. After that, we got Gonzaga and UConn three-four matchup. I know UConn's your favorite. That you got them to win it. Um, I personally like Drew Timmy and Gonzaga. I, really, I love Drew Timmy, man. I've been a big fan of his since he was, you know, still at JJ Pierce in mm-hmm. Dallas. So. That's I am a huge Zags fan, but something about this UConn team, they've got special. two bigs, they've got the glue guy and Andre Jackson, they've got really good guard play. It's that's going to be a special game. You know, I feel like every time we mention UT, you cringe a little bit. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm not like that with UT basketball. Definitely, I'm. They've been a phenomenal team all year, and what Rodney Terry has done is. Nothing short of fantastic. Pay that yeah, man. So that do you think that they'll make it out versus Miami? That's going to be a very tough game for them because I'm not sure they've played a team with as good or better guard play than they have, so that'll be a special one. Well, if we have an Aggie putting their money on UT, then, I'd feels say, good. then I would say go buy a lottery ticket <laughs> and also do whatever Jack says. I'm a basketball He's the one who realist. Knows. I am a a&M fan, as red ass as it gets, but mm-hmm. when it comes down to hoops, I'll always stick to the realism of it, and UT has as good a team of anyone and as good of a t- chance to win it as anyone does. Guys, we are out at House of Cards and Collectibles. Our show is ending, but their spring celebration goes on all day long. We're at 2105 Vance Jackson Road, all of the English or Japanese Pokemon. They got Yu-Gi-Oh! They have... Uh, sports cards, they have Funko Pops, anything and everything that you want. And of course, as it pertains to Pokemon, 
you got to come in today because the new Scarlet and Violet drop on Tuesday. But if you come in store today, you can reserve your booster or trainer boxes. That is House of Cards and Collectibles at 2105 Vance Jackson Road. Katie, with her Shane Bieber and her Christian Yellick that she won in the top series one. And, of course, Jack with the big win with the chipper autograph. I'm James Pledger. Thank you for listening to the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and ESPNSA.com.